Thank you, Jonathan, um, for emceeing. Can we give a big hand to the MC? <laughs> and also, um, sisters and brothers who shared, it's great to hear what God is doing. Um, not because of, of, of this church, it's, it's just because of the goodness of God, right? How God pursues and God seeks each one of us out, that His desire is that not one would be lost. So good morning, church. You know, it's great to be back. Uh, it's so good to be back uh, in our midst as a family, um, to be back with my family. Um, and at the same time, I'll tell you, I missed, I missed being with you all. Okay, um, uh, you know, I, we come to realize is how much we love family, not only our family, but even our spiritual family, right? Um, you know, um, even the elders, the, my fellow elders were able to give updates as to what is happening. They gave me an opportunity also to pray, to walk. You know, even as I was there, my heart was also here and uh, it's good to be um, back. You know, even as Ravind gave this lovely report about what we were able to do by the grace of God, I was also able to take greetings from here to the local churches, even in the UAE. And also I bring greetings from them to all of us. It's great to see what God is doing in the midst of people and broken lives and how God is bringing many dear ones to him. You know, missed a couple of important events, but uh, glad to be back and looking forward to be part of many events in 2024. And we pray that God would honor and be glorified through it all. You know, Pradeep spoke last week from Ephesians 5 verses. <laughs> you shouldn't say, okay. <laughs> uh, verses 7 to 14. And that is to walk in the, walk in the light, right? And today we're not going to speak from the book of Ephesians. Um, we are going to look, we're going to give thanks to God for what happened in 2023. We heard multiple te testimonies, but we're going to look by faith into 2024. And today we have a topical message. It's interesting of how God, uh, how God would, uh, God would uh, humor you. You know, this is, this is one person that I've been personally studying through uh, Old Testament characters and uh, I was able to put something together for my own personal life and also for the church. And this is someone who's gone ahead of us. Okay? But today when I came and sat in church, this person who has a similar name is sitting right in front of me also. That's a joke. <laughs> and who was sitting in front of me? Caleb. You know, so how God leads us, right? You know, <laughs> Jonathan, uh, would that qualify? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Good, good, okay. Yeah, but, um, you know, if we had an app, okay, in Google Play Store and we can download it, and that app says God is going to rate us of how we lived in 2023, how much of, how many of us would download it? <laughs> but in case if we download it, just think about it. How would God rate us in his app for us, each one of us? How have we fared in 2023? You know, at our workplace, at our businesses, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our homes, as a son and as a daughter, as a husband and as a wife, as a father and as a mother. How would God rate our children? Of they've, how they've lived their life. How would God rate us in our intimacy and our communion with Him? How would we fare as a member in CBF? 
Was I there to care, to serve, to love, to stand by the church, its members and the needs of this church during the high times and the low times? How did I fare as a child of God, if all, including everything, our possessions, our time, our children, all the things God has entrusted to us, how did we fare? You know, for 2024, I want to leave Numbers 14, 20, verses 24 with you. And in a few minutes, I'm going to ask Justin to come and read that portion out for us. And um, the person that we would be focusing on is the life of Caleb. A man who grew under the shadow of Moses. And then later on, under the shadow of Joshua. Good, well said. And what are some of the spiritual lessons we can learn from his life? And in fact, his life is less heard about, right? Every time we think of Caleb, we think about Joshua, right? All that Joshua has done. But this man is extraordinary. Caleb, you are named after an extraordinary gentleman you know, mentioned in Scripture. And that's an unbelievable story. You know, he's a real picture of the perseverance of faith. A strong character who wants to obtain everything that God has in store for him. A man who held on to God. And because of his devotion to Yahweh, God honored him. And we're going to see it's mentioned in, in the book of Numbers, his life, and also in the book of Joshua. But for now, we're going to have a reading of the portion by Justin. Numbers 14, 20 to 24, Justin. We're going to read it from the ESV. And you can turn your Bibles to it. Numbers 14, verses 20 to 24. Numbers 14, verses 20 to 24, ESV. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Verse 21. But truly as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of of the Lord. Verse 22, none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and yet I have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice. Verse 23, shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers, and none of those who despised me shall see it. Verse 24, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Verse 24 once again. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Thank you, Justin. Shall we just pray? Lord, we look to your word because your word is alive. Your word is sharper than any any sword. It's a double-edged sword, Lord. So, Lord, we want to thank you for being with us as a fellowship, as a family, and as your blood-bought children in 2023. But we do not want to stay here. We want to move forward, Lord, by faith and hope in you, Lord. Lord, these men of faith that is mentioned in Scripture, Lord, we pray that we would be men and women of faith who would take the purposes of God forward with your strength, Lord. So speak to us from the life of Caleb. In Jesus Christ, most precious name we pray. Amen. Let this, let this verse, 
you know one thing i i you know what an um you know it was a little funny because there is it is numbers 14 versus 24 okay uh i wish it was numbers 20 versus 24 then i could have said it's a 2024 you know good packaging no but it is not okay but it is verse 24 for 2024 okay you can keep that but my servant caleb let's hold it there but my servant caleb that but means something something about whom but caleb is so different to all those kinds of people right let's look at what you know how god claims people right there are multiple people in scripture that god gives specific um titles any examples specific titles david a man after my own heart anybody else moses the meekest man on the earth any other character jesus my son with whom i am well pleased you see multiple characters in scripture god gave them unique titles job a righteous man and you see about caleb god looks at this man and says but my servant caleb you know remember the story of the spies right and we will look into it a bit you know there was a time when um uh, when israel was called to conquer under moses's leadership and how many spies were chosen 12 yeah yeah um spies are very important about numbers okay so 12 spies and they were leaders from each tribe and and Caleb was chosen from from the tribe of Judah but before we go into the story and they were sent into this land for the first time espionage for the first time they were sent into this land to go and look and we will come to that portion it's interesting that Moses in spite he tells them guys look for Uh, you know how the land is what are they built with what kinds of people and then he says an interesting statement is be courageous be courageous because moses also doesn't know how the terrain is going to look like he does not know what kind of people are there probably they would have only heard but he says be courageous now caleb you know uh, if you study a bit about his background Now today as we heard five beautiful testimonies beautiful testimonies you know it says that he came from the tribe of Judah but he his dad's name was Jephunneh the Kenizzite you know in fact he would have been born as a slave in Goshen you know sometimes we just see this name and we think that they are ultimate warriors right they are just spiritual heads but look at their backgrounds and kenizzite is not a jewish family name the kenizzites were actually the roots were edomites so there was probably that caleb was actually a gentile who got accepted into the tribe of judah if you look in joshua 15 there's another clue over here okay it says the inheritance or share of the inheritance was given to Caleb among the children of Israel you saw that 
among the children of Israel, this Kenizzite man, this Gentile man and his family was given an inheritance. Sometimes we look at our background, right? Even as Jonathan said, sometimes, you know, when we entrust it with the responsibility, we think, can we do this, right? Am I worthy enough? Is my English too good? Do I have the flair and the confidence and the humor yet to weave all this? We feel so small because of our past, because of our upbringing. And Annie, you know, we are so proud of you when you said about, you know, the brokenness that your family has gone through. But right now, you know, you are redeemed and mended together in Christ Jesus. We think that everything has to be perfect for us to be used by God. But Caleb did not have any worldly credentials. You know, his name, his name itself in a Kenizzite language means like a pest. He was of very little culture, very poor reputation. In fact, the Kenizzite was then wild clan. You know, probably he was not the best educated, nor was the most cultured of man. He did not come from royal folk, but he did have a heart for God. Brian says he did not love his education, his culture, his family history, and all that is about the past to hold him back from being used by God. He was not defeated. He was not discouraged by what others thought about him. He had something different. It's something different. No wonder God calls him my servant Caleb. My servant Caleb. How encouraging and inspiring for us, right? Sometimes we love all our past and all our brokenness and all our history and everything. You know, even as um, Steffi was sharing, right? Everything. It is not easy to bring your baggage up here or your past and say that, you know what? That's who I am. You know, when I was in the UAE, you know, when I was hearing a sister sharing her testimony from Colombia and she was telling about her journeys, meaning the confidence that the sister had to stand before a large church and tell about her past. And Kevin, you were there, right? And to be baptized in front of the church saying that, you know, the, my past is gone. This is who I am. Accept me, church. Accept me. A man whose eyes were set upon God. He represented his tribe well. And in fact, he presented the facts well so that God would approve of him. In Second Timothy 2 verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling, handling the word of truth. My dear brothers and sisters, as we enter 2024, right? May nothing hold us back. Because of our past, our fears, our loss, our failures, or anything that that was not approved of God. You know, some you know, God has a way. You know, our sin is our sin. Address the sin as Pradeep spoke last week, right? The light points those sins in our lives. Confess, repent, and get back. And just like Caleb, be willing to be used as a servant of God. Caleb did not allow anything to get into his head from achieving the task as a servant of God. Can we fight that out? Can we fight these 
these darkest whispers that Satan moves in our hearts to defeat us and not to be used by God? Am I and you and as us as a family be willing to function as God's servant? My servant, Caleb. Let's look at the second observation on that verse. It says, my servant, Caleb, he has something different. What is it? Can you look at scripture? What does he have? He has a different spirit. He has a different spirit. During the Old Testament times, I think we had discussed this in the whole council of God also, is that, you know, during the Old Testament times, the spirit of the Lord came upon people for a specific task. They're equipped and the spirit of the Lord, you know, departed from them. But this man, he had a different spirit. Different spirit in comparison to whom? To the Different spirit in comparison to whom? How many spies went? Twelve. Different spirit compared to whom? To the ten. To the ten, right? Because we had Caleb and Joshua. You know, evidence of this can be seen in Numbers 13 and 34, uh, 13 and 14. You know, Moses sent them out and they went there and they saw all these things. Just imagine 24 eyes seeing, uh, 12 pairs of eyes seeing the same exact thing. And they go and they come back. Now keep in mind, also, wasn't this promised to Israel? It was promised to them. They know it. If you study the the Torah, it was promised that this land will belong to you. So even the heads of the tribes were supposed to believe this and go ahead. But they come back and they give a report that their physical eyes see. Their physical eyes sees these huge towers, these fortified cities. Everything looks good, but they are giants and we are like grasshoppers. And then, you know, look at, um, look at um, Numbers 13. You can turn into it. Numbers 13, 7 to 20. Moses commanding them to see what the land is, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they're few or many. It's a, na- it's a normal survey, okay? Whether the land is good or bad, whether cities they dwell in are camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor. A normal survey. And whether there are trees in it or not, look at them. Be of good courage and bring the fruit back. You know, Moses gave them a charge not to be fickle-minded. Not to be fickle-minded. Not to be faint-hearted. That's why Moses is saying, go courageously. Just go, guys. You know, you know, 2020 for us, right? 2020 will have multiple things that will happen. But go courageous. And CBF, we cannot... Live fickle-minded and faint-hearted in 2020 for a charge for all of us. And then at the end of 40 days, they come back, right? They come back and they make an interesting statement. They bring the fruit back and they are claiming that it flows with milk and honey and and fruit. But then they say that they saw somebody there. Who is that somebody? The descendants of Anak. And they come from the descendants of, you know, what does the descendants the descendants look like? Giants. Everything that God had told them to see, cut, 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 cut. But we saw the most negative of all. We saw Anak. 
or we saw his descendants. Now, brothers, it says, turn to Numbers 13, verse 30. You saw the different spirit of Caleb? It says, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses and says, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are able to overcome it. What a spirit, right? He definitely had a different spirit. And the Holy Spirit inspires him and says, you see, normally we think about, you know, Joshua is doing great things, but Caleb, quietly speaking, he quiets the entire people and says, let us go and occupy it once. I'm done with your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, you know, you're just sobbing and saying this is this. You know, the, the Israelites were so scared. They're saying, now then they started to tell uh, Moses, you know, why did you bring us out of Egypt? We had graves there. You know, it, they're moving back into a depressed state of mind. And Caleb says, keep quiet. Just keep quiet. Let's go and overcome this land. And look at his report. Look at his report. In fact, him and Joshua, they tore their clothes in Numbers 14 verses 7. Look at his report. He says, the land is exceedingly good. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Look at verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Do not fear them. A man with a different spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit, who's leaning on to God, who's willing to be a servant of God, says, let's not rebel. Let's go ahead and take this land out. You know, when he made these statements of faith, right? You know what the people of Israel wanted to do? They wanted to stone him. They wanted to stone him. You know, we have men of God in Scripture who were stoned, like Stephen. But you saw, even at the cost of his life, he spoke truth as a true servant of God. And he had a different spirit, the spirit of the living God, and he was willing to heed towards that. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Because Caleb had a different spirit, he refused to be influenced by negative majority, even at the cost of his life. He took a stand even when the stand was unpopular. He saw things differently through spiritual eyes because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And he believed in the promises and the covenant promises of God that he knew that they cannot accomplish this with timidity and with fear, but with confidence in God. He remained steadfast all through his lifetime. How old was Caleb at this point of time? 40, 45 years? 40, 45 years? See, sometimes we can, you know, we've been studying the book Finishing Well, right? Sometimes we can start well. But can we, as a family, as an entire church, carry this forward one year, one year at a time as being people with a different spirit, filled with the spirit of God? Can we do that? Can we, can we try kids, even for you as your young age, every year, Lord, I want to be a man with a different spirit inspired by you. 
for 40 years or 45 years, um, you have to understand that this man, for no fault of his, I want all of us to listen, for no fault of his, wandered in the wilderness. How many years did they wander? 40 years. 40 years. So he's 45. For 40 years, no mistake of his, he defended his Yahweh. He spoke even to the point of death and he wandered in the wilderness day in and day out, trusting God. He saw the death of many dear ones. He saw how God was judging um, Israel. He saw what happened to Moses. He saw multiple things with his eyes. If he did not have a different spirit, he would not be able to live another 45 years. He believed in his God. He believed in his God. Not a complaint. Spot out one complaint from Caleb. You cannot spot even one complaint from him. Not a burst of anger. Not a disappointment with God or even with any beast. He never had a dividing spirit, but a spirit of unity that approved what God wanted him to be. You know, today's 31st. We're coming to the close, right? And uh, in a couple of hours, it'll be New Year's Day. Well, even as we look at this passage, you know, his zeal for God continued even to the day of his birthday. And he makes an amazing statement at the age of 85. Anybody reached 85 yet? No? 40? 40s are there? 30s to 40s are there? Can we have the same zeal to be of a different spirit? One is to be a servant of God. Faithfully to us, can we have? Can we be as a church, from families to singles to visitors to all of our dear ones, that our zeal to serve God will not wane year after year, just like Caleb's spirit never waned. He had a different spirit, and God approves of him. Let's look at the third observation. It's there in the same verse. So, but my servant Caleb, he has a different spirit, and then it says something about him. Anybody? Ah, followed, um, 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 Christian followed me? Ah, fully. Or another version? Wholeheartedly. But my servant Caleb, too, is he has a different spirit. And third, God says, he followed me wholeheartedly. Wow. You know, um, that is a tough call. <laughs> wholeheartedly, not being divided, not half-hearted, but wholeheartedly. Now I'm going to read from Joshua 14, verses 5 to 15. And I'll read from verse 7 onwards. Okay, Joshua 14, I'm going to read from verse 7 onwards. And you can see, interestingly, what is Caleb saying at the age of 85. So that many years, wilderness journey is over. At the age of 85, Let's see what he says. By the way, any birthdays today? Yesterday. Ah, mom's birthday. Yeah, meaning, uh, yeah, mom, mom celebrated her birthday. Um, yeah, mom, uh, you know, I'll tell you all that later. But yeah, meaning you've, you've just, you know, reminds me of a lot about of how you have been faithful as well, mom. So I'm going to read from verse 7. Um, okay, everybody got your portion there? Now read this slowly, okay? 
He says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Verse 8. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Listen out the number of times he says, I wholly followed the Lord my God. First time. First time. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on the day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 10. 85-year-old man making a statement. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke to his word, this word to Moses when Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Amazing, right? My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country for which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how Anakim was there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out as the Lord said. Verse 13, Then Joshua blessed him, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Verse 14, Therefore Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Now the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim, and the land had rest for war. Now God notes, God notes the span of Caleb's godly spirit and his obedience. The span was fully. Even when he died, there was nothing that anybody could say about Caleb. Probably all the days of his life, he served as a servant of the Lord. He was a man that was filled with a different spirit. And third is, he was wholly devoted to the purposes of God, even at the cost of his life. He lived a life of zeal, brothers and sisters. He did not waver. Right from a young age to the age of 40 to the age of 85, he was wholly devoted to God. He never compromised. He was fully committed to what God had in store for him, not his thoughts. Now keep in mind, I just want to show, I just want to point something. If it was me, right, at the age of 40, and then that land is committed and given to you for your faith, right? The one badge we have. 42 years old. Um, <laughs> you know, you might have, why am I doing all of this Yeah, Already my land is set. Age 43, uh, you might say, Joshua, nice land, no? Uh, yeah, you know, and we might, you know, we want to we wanna help Joshua to understand this. Actually, I should be resting because of my faith. But he never, he never, till he reached a point at his 85th year, he was committed to what God had in store. In fact, he played a key important role to go and acquire the rest of the land for all of Israel. Selfless, unselfish. He was fully committed to the purposes of God with all his being. And if God wanted to act in a particular way in Caleb's life, he was surrendered to that. I don't know when I'm going to get this land, but I will walk with you, Lord. I will walk with the people of Israel. 
you know, how does wholeheartedness look like, brothers and sisters? Or how does wholehearted devotion to God look like? You know, we know the Shema, right? In Deuteronomy 6 verse 5, it says, this is what scripture says. It's there in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jesus quotes it. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. Mark 12 verse 30 says, and you shall love the Lord your God with with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Luke 10 verse 27, Jesus answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love and your neighbor as yourself. All these verses tell us about loving God wholeheartedly. You know, as many of our dear ones shared the importance of fellowship in church, Caleb never had scripture to refer to. He did not have a church to go to. He did not have a fellowship where someone would invite him for a meal and spend time. His devotion was because he loved God wholeheartedly and all that he had was God to hold on to. We do not know how 2024 looks like for us as a land and also across the world. We hold on to God dearly more than anything else that we hold on to. You know, there's one more thing that I want to look into Caleb's character. He says, the Lord has kept me alive. You know, even in his old age, even in his old age, he remained young at heart. (laughs) And he claims about his strength. I believe how we'll be even at the age of 45 or 50 itself. Uh, You know, This is definitely not part of my sermon, but if any one of you are struggling with your health, even at a young age, get into shape, man. Because, I'll tell you why, if God could use Caleb at the age of 85, Jebin is agreeing, yeah, you you know, at the age of 85, God could use Caleb. There will be multiple things that, you know what, God can also use you. Get healthy, get right. You know, do things that would be a blessing for you and your family. This is definitely not part of the script, but I'm just sharing that. Because Caleb says that he was, um, you know, he was, he was healthy and hearty even at the age of 85, right? And he went through severe tribulations. And I just, you know, this, when, I was, when I was going to Romans 5, 3 to 5, it says that, would we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our lives, in our hearts, by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. I feel that Caleb definitely persevered all through his life, not only as a servant of God, he had a different spirit, inspired by, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was completely devoted to God. If the Lord has kept you alive in 2023, I pray, I pray that we would accomplish greater things with a different spirit in our devotion to God. Let's look at the last portion. And this is, this is historically very beautiful. So we saw, but my servant Caleb, he has a different spirit and he is wholeheartedly devoted to me. And then what God says, I will bring him into the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it. 
at the age of 85, did he go with an uh, army or with all of Israel? He went by himself. Now, look at it. 12 spies, how many years back now? 45 years back, goes and seizes land. So in fact, what they saw was actually real. What did they see? They saw Anakim. They saw Anakim. And they came down. There is nothing false about that, that uh, earthly report. There is nothing false about it. Now you look at it is that uh, Joshua 14 verse 15. It says, now the name of you know, the Hebron was known as Kiryat Arba. And who was the leader of the Anakim? Arba. Right? So in fact, it was the land of giants. That is what it is known as. Hebron was known, Kiryat Arba was known as the land of giants. So technically what they saw was, in fact, the same thing. But the statement that they make, that we are like grasshoppers, I struggle with that. Because their view of seeing it like grasshoppers was their faithless human-like perception. And Caleb, with giant-like faith, with giant-like faith, goes and conquers Kiryatarba. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> we can see things physically with our eyes, but with our spiritual eyes, it is a completely different story. A completely different story. You know, Hebron was, in, in fact, historically a very important place for Israel. You know, Hebron reflects communion and fellowship with Yahweh. Of all the land everybody saw, you know, that's the beauty of the gospel here. You know, like the Gentile Kenizzite sees Hebron and understands the importance of Hebron. He does not want anything else. He just wants to go and claim this Kiryatarba that later becomes Hebron. And it is a place where God met Abraham. The place where Abraham made the first altar before God. Hebron is a place where the patriarchs were buried. Sarah was buried there. Isaac was buried there. Jacob, Lee, and Rebekah was buried there. It was a place where God meets Abraham face to face for the first time and communes with him. Hebron, when you study, it's about a real closeness with God himself compared to any other place Israel inherited or conquered. You know what captivated his heart more? It was Hebron. It was Hebron. Caleb, with a different spirit and completely devoted to God, had a much more spiritual ambition of why this place is worth conquering. He trusted more than horses or chariots. He trusted in his God and went and conquered it. At the end of Caleb's life, you know, he's not only a great man of faith and spurring on to others into that fight of keeping that beautiful inheritance that is in his God. Later on, his children went to inherit Hebron. What a blessing to hand over to our children, right? Out of our life that is heeded in being as a servant of God, to being led by God's Spirit, to be completely devoted to God, and to transition a legacy of what of the past is into the present that is in Christ Jesus. So church, as I conclude on this, 
in a charge to CBF in 2024. I do know that there are visitors here. Take this charge even for yourself. We'll put it up now. You know, 2023 is ending today, right? But we have something to look forward to. Apart from 2024, what do we have to look forward to? His return. His return, right? You know, what changes do I really... And now I, I request all of us to just close your Bibles. Um, just think through uh, what I'll be sharing. What changes do we really need to make to be approved of God in 2024. Irrespective of how our lives have been, if there is sin and brokenness within homes and families and even individually in our lives, you know, as Pradeep was speaking, you know, repent, come back. Let not 2023 as a past haunt us or direct our steps. Let's be victorious in 2024. How is our spirit and our attitude as we enter 2024? Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let God reveal to us the brevity of life. That revelation will give us wisdom and wisdom in a way that it is important to make a, a spirit-led a Christ-centered, a wholehearted devotion to God decisions as we enter this new year. That in His mercy, He wipes away those consequences. My dear brothers and sisters, my dear ones, what would God say of you and me in 2024 as we come next year at the same time? Will He say, just like He spoke about Caleb, as a one who served God, will my servant Caleb? Would he say of you and me as one who was zealous for God? That the way that you and me would live out spiritually in 2024, you know, it supersedes in how we want to live even physically sometimes. Would he say of you and me as one who lived a spirit-filled life, who was wholehearted to God for God's purposes and will for each one of us? We persevere by faith in every season. Probably no fault of us. 40 years. Who persevered by faith not only in every season but in every age. Someone who fights the good fight just like Caleb did. And was blessed by God in God's timing in his life. Would we portray Christ and our confidence in God and life's journeys in 2024? Even when we are blessed spiritually, physically, and in every other way, in God's will and plan. Or even when we feel we think we are not blessed. You know, as a church, Calvary Bible Fellowship, when we look at Caleb's life, what is the charge for us collectively? And I leave this charge into my own life and into my own family. I leave this charge with each one of us for us as elders, to our dear brothers who serve us as deacons, to each member of CBF and those desiring to be, to each dear one of CBF, even you know, even to those of each one of you who have been involved in, in some form of ministry in CBF, including those of you who have just given a cup of cold water to those in need. Let's 
to each single and to each married person, to each husband and to each child, to each parent and each child, to each family, to each one of us who, f- who forms and is part of this body of Christ that the Lord has placed us together. I read out and I leave this charge for us as a church. This verse I leave with you, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it. In 2024, would CBF be a church with a greater servant heart to serve the purposes of God in the city, in this country, in each other's lives, in our families, with our children, to the community and to the lost? Are we willing to be a church that is willing to be called as God's servant? In 2024, would CBF be a church whose members and dear ones will be further filled and led by the Spirit of God in our unity, in our service, in the teaching of the Word, in the following of the Word, in our discipleship, pointing people to Jesus, to restoration, in our decisions in the lives that we make, that the Spirit of God would approve us. In 2024, would CBF be a church whose members would not only be servants of God, filled with a different spirit or, or led by the Holy Spirit, but whose members would live out and demonstrate wholehearted devotion to God, to His Word, to His commandments, to His decrees, and also the ministry to each other reflecting on our devotion to God in the decisions that we make. Let's not be half-hearted devotion to God, but a complete wholehearted surrender. Lastly, in 2024, would CBF be a church that will continue and strive harder to be a Hebron to many, a place of restoration, communion, and fellowship with God. This would start within our homes. Singles and dear ones, if your relationship with your parents have been strained, restore it. Husbands and wives, if your relationship with each other is strained, Work towards it. Bring it back. With your children, if it's strained, restore it. If it's for with one another, within us, if it is strained, let's bring it back. That they would start within our homes, within our families, and within each Christ-centered relationships. To this place of restoration, communion, and fellowship. More spiritual children and disciples in the Lord from all walks of background and life and brokenness in India will be added to this church. And things about the testimonies of God will be handed over to the next generation as Caleb did to his children. Church, in 2024, let's strive to be a church that is wholehearted to God as a servant filled with the Spirit of God, completely devoted, and to be amazingly, to be a place where there is restoration, communion, and fellowship with God. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for these lives that are so beautifully embedded in Scripture, has so much to challenge us, Lord. Lord, we are not done running for you, Lord. Lord, because, Lord, we've, we've been involved in a plant or because, as, as, as our brother Raven was sharing about various things that happens, Lord, we do not want to be content, Lord, 
Lord, you want us to be your servant that is always active in, in things that moves the heart of God, Lord. Give us as a church to be a church that is the salt and light with a different spirit, filled with the spirit of God, Lord, compared to what happens in the world, Lord, that you would give us eyes like faith that you gave Caleb. Lord, our devotion, Lord, more to each other, Lord. We want to be completely be devoted to you, Lord, that you would be our first love. And out of that response of it, Lord, towards our devotion to you, Lord, that you would enable us to do things well for you. Whatever our past, whatever our seasons, whatever our wanderings, whatever, Lord, has happened to us because of no fault of ours, Lord. Even from age to age, as you celebrate birthday after birthday, oh Lord, we want to be found as being completely being devoted to you, Lord. Your return is not too far away. So we want to live in 2024 with purpose. We pray that you would use this place this is your church, Lord. You would use us as servants of the Lord. We pray this over us as elders, Lord, and our brothers who serve as deacons and every member, Lord, that through our lives, through our homes, and through this church, many would come and be part of your fellowship, your communion and restoration, just like the way Hebron was, Lord. Bless us and lead us, Lord. We look forward, Lord, even as we read today, Lord, with your mighty and outstretched arm, that you will lead us forward. And with that confidence, we enter 2024 because you are faithful, Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We bless this word. Speak to us. Help us not to forget. Help us not to forget, Lord, your word. In Jesus' name, precious name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.